0: Welcome to this week's episode of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs Together, the podcast for entrepreneurs interested in fast growth and funding, powered by EHE Capital. Hi, everybody. So welcome back to another EHE podcast this week. And this week, we're going to talk about business plans. So I'm joined by Ross and Elliot, who are the gurus of business plans. So hi, both of you.
1: I know.
0: I know. Did you like how I uh, teed that up there? So there's going to be no questions that you won't be able to ask answer in the next 20 minutes or so, is there?
2: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
0: so I thought what we'll do is just kick off with a basic sort of overview. Forgive me for being a bit basic, but I think there is a bit of confusion around the differences between business plan and a pitch deck. So would you two just be able to summarise essentially what is a business plan and, and what are you looking for? In
1: it, I think uh, we did obviously the podcast, Ross did a podcast a few weeks ago, we uh, are talking about pitch decks. And I think what a pitch deck is, it, it's kind of the baby of the business plan. So it's a more concise version of a business plan. And what a business plan is, it's a document that sets out a business's objectives and how it's going to achieve them. Specifically covering things such as the business's plans and strategy, how they're going to achieve their goals, things like SWOT analysis, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities and threats, and also raising funds. Obviously, that's one of the main purposes of a business plan, but it's not just all about funding with regards to producing a business plan. It's more mainly for planning, which is a critical part of starting a business.
0: Okay, thanks Elliot. That's really useful. Anything else you'd like to add, Ross?
2: Yeah, I, I echo exactly what Elliot says. It It, it is the baby, but t- pitch decks is a baby of the business plan, and the business plan is a lot more detail. It's interesting that in this day and age, now depending on where one of our listeners are in terms of their journey, that one can be the same. But the other thing to emphasize is that a, a pitch deck is used in isolation for an event. That could be for raising funds today, and then normally you put it into a drawer, once you've been able to complete that, but the business plan lives with you internally for a good long period of your journey. And whilst you may approach it today, it will always keep evolving. It will always keep changing. And you need to be, needs to be a live document because things always do come to to our listeners in in different changes. So an entrepreneur will think what he thinks today as being the challenges and the numbers, but, but then tomorrow will be something different. And that's another thing that is a real difference as well.
0: Bro, thank you. I like that analogy about the pitch deck being being the baby. So just to clarify in terms of the, the kind of process an entrepreneur will go through, when somebody's saying submit your pitch deck, they will always need to submit a supporting business plan as part of that process. Is that correct? Is that what you would be looking for?
2: It's fair to say it's, it's one where you want to be aware of. It's more detail as a business plan. And if you remember in our previous podcast, we, we talked about a pitch deck needs to be quite targeted in terms of the story, in terms of how you want to get your message across to an investor because, you know, you've got to capture their imagination quite quickly. A business plan needs to go into a lot more depth. So people like Elliot and I will look and concentrate a lot more around the structure, the numbers, the people, how it's all formed, how it you know needs to be pulled together whereby you know an investor will want to look at those, but want to know that those are being critiqued and uh, have been reviewed in depth. So I would always say that you, you really want to be working on them together at the same time, and you want to really be pulling out the salient points that are key out of that business plan, because whether that pitch deck, as we say, as a baby works today, it may not work today, but it may work in the future because you're still working on that business plan behind the scenes. Does that make sense?
0: It does, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I'd completely concur with that, as Ross was saying now the pitch deck, I'd see that more as kind of the executive summary of a business plan. So effectively, it's all the kind of salient points of the business plan summarised into a more concise document. You would generally be working on them both side by side and to a certain degree, a business plan would evidence that you have actually done your homework into a whole host of areas that are relevant to the business and is more likely to be reviewed at the next stage of a funding process. You use the pitch deck effectively to pitch to the investors to gain their attention and interest. If you're successful at that stage and you move on to the next stage, that's when the people that are reviewing the opportunity and doing due diligence, et cetera, are likely to look into more detail, which is where your business plan or your strategic plan would come into play at that point in time. So generally, you ideally, as a you know, an entrepreneur, owner of a business need to have both documents available when you're pitching for finance.
0: Okay, thank you. I think obviously we can't go into all the uh, different aspects of a business plan, but are there three, two or three key areas that you think are worth pulling out, and just maybe talk about what you would be looking for in those areas as being particularly critical?
2: The first and foremost, which we talked about early on. The emphasis around pitch decks scenario was is, is the entrepreneur himself and also the team around him that is very key in terms of you know a starter for, for 10, because clearly any investor when they're going to review these two documents, or maybe one combined document, is you're backing people, you're backing the entrepreneur and his ideas. And that's got to come across very quickly and succinctly in terms of what are the attributes, why that entrepreneur, why should we be backing an entrepreneur and what's he got behind him? What has he got as a structure behind him is, is, is really quite key. And I think that the other thing then linking to that is clearly an entrepreneur is going to be maybe in a business or they've been thinking about certain changes within the sector that they've been working in and have found, you know, a nugget, an opportunity, which is so exciting that it needs to come across very quickly in a pitch deck, but then in more depth in the business plan as to, you know, what are those key characteristics that you are trying to sell? And clearly the business plan will go into more depth. It will will need a lot more information around it. Those pieces of information may be financial as well as non-financial. So it could be marketing opportunities it may not actually have a financial number attached to but that they are key goals in terms of getting across your proposition very quickly in in terms of that business plan and also the overview as you say with the pitch step.
0: okay thank you elliot what's your comments or kind of areas that you particularly there's a few
2: few key things just to
1: expand on what what ross was saying i think the first thing is, is is you need the people to get across if there's a problem and a market need for offering and also what the target market is, what the kind of size and scalability of the business. Also for the competitors, uh, that's obviously quite important. Is it quite a unique concept? Is there competitors in the industry? If not now, obviously you've clearly got to think there is going to be competitors in the future. And one thing I think which is quite key, which we don't, which tends to get missed or or come a bit too late in, in the process is what's the funding needs? what's the use of funds, what are the funds going to be spent for, how much equity is on offer for them funds. That's something that you need to get across to potential investors pretty quickly. So that needs to be quite early on in the business plan rather than in the latter, the latter stages.
0: It's funny, isn't it? Because some of those probably are the basics, but I imagine people get so focused on the the detail around the numbers and things that they often forget the the basics around who you are, what problem are you trying to solve, who the competitors are. So I suppose it's good old-fashioned scene setting really, isn't it?
1: Definitely. I think one thing I normally advise when I'm helping people put business plans together is to start up with a micro plan, which is a bit more detailed than a pitch deck, but you get the key points down under each kind of specific area and then you can expand Upon that, over time, based on the research that you're doing, and also bringing in all the team members into the production of the business plan, it shouldn't just be one individual that kind of produces the plan. Generally, in businesses that have got high growth ambitions, they'd have you know a board of directors and a senior team, and that's something that should be put together as you know as a collective document uh, where everybody has an input in their own kind of specialist area, but also ensures that there's there's challenge. And there's accountability for each member of the team.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting because I suppose that if it's not a collective vision, that's going to come out as part of the due diligence process, isn't it, that we've talked about over the last few weeks as well, if the team are not all aligned in terms of where they're trying to get to, etc. Thinking about some of the business plans, obviously you two see a lot of pitch decks and business plans. What would you say are the common mistakes that people make when they're putting them together? (laughs) Oh, we'll laugh. I,
2: I, I laugh. I laugh on the basis where some of the business plans I've I've seen where they're they're, they're too over ambitious. When you look at some of the assumptions that have been put into their plans, they're gonna they're gonna take over the world. And let's be quite honest, some of those we can read between the lines and, and so can investors very, very quickly. I think for me it's very much of being realistic with what your assumptions and your target market you are going after and making sure that there are contingencies within those. I'm sure Alec will probably add to this that what the number of decks that I've seen uh, and business plans I've seen is that they think they can do everything very, very quickly. There's no contingency. and, And therefore, as we always know with any plans, things will change. Things will come out of the woodwork that you need to accommodate. And the assumptions within those plans need to also be reasonable based on today and a, and a view for the future. We could probably talk at length under another podcast in terms of pressures that people are under in this day and age in terms of costs, in terms of investments that they're doing and returns that they've got to do. You know, those assumptions have got to be realistic because people like Elliot and I will definitely look at adjusting those and tweaking them and seeing that is it this amount of money they need today, therefore these are the returns. And then we'll say, well, actually you need more, but then that's more risky. So...
1: I think one thing I see from my end quite often is very lengthy documents. I think a lot of people think because it's a plan, it needs to be a hundred pages long and it's got all an awful lot of narrative. and waffle, and that can lose people to attention very quickly. I'm, I'm quite into the kind of less is more. It needs to be quite direct and to the point. So I'm into the use of kind of bullet points, tables, graphical data mainly visuals, which kind of brings, you know, your business and your story to mind, which can grab people's attention and also keeps people focused on kind of the key points of the business plan.
0: That's interesting. So in terms of keeping it visual, one of the things I was going to ask is what's the ideal way of submitting a business plan? Is it a presentation, a Google Slides or whatever with tables and graphs in that, or is it more of a Word doc? What's your preference or is there a best practice?
1: I think generally a software of choice is, is generally word processing. So every business plan I've ever generally been involved with, it's generally been a Word document because so, it's generally a more meaty document compared to a pitch deck. So if it was in, say, PowerPoint as an example, it would be just too long. So generally I normally recommend Word, which is then transferred into a PDF for when it's sent out to uh, potentially
2: investors.
0: Is there an optimum number of pages? Do you think, or a benchmark for people to aim at?
2: I've always been used to in the past. as exactly as earlier said, less is more. Pitch decks normally range between eight and fifteen pages, but business plans can actually go from ten to over hundred. I think the other part I've always thought is quite powerful is depending on what your ask is and and, and the detail behind the ask can also dictate actually how much emphasis you need to put in, in in lots of pages i'm not saying that if you're asking for like half a million pound investment that you only do a one pager because clearly that's not applicable i think from my perspective it's always been very much about make sure you can get the story across and if you can attract interest then it attracts people to ask more questions but if you overload them too much too quickly then you'll lose them very quickly because you just, you know, I've been given files before myself now in the past where mm. I can see them as doorstops yeah. <laughs> instead of actually being something I want to read. I'm sure we've we'll probably had that in our past. You do have a limited time, and you want to make sure that you can get you, you get that across. So I don't think there's a pre-described limit. I would say, but less is more. I agree with Elliot. Okay. Less is yeah. more. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be
1: a well-structured, exact mm. summary, two okay. to eight pages max for that. I'm quite into the use of appendices where applicable in business plans. So if there is, you know, things that can be referred to if needed that can come at the back of the business plan. So they can obviously be read if if the need is felt by the reader, but it's not in the kind of main body of the plan.
0: I suppose one of the challenges entrepreneurs will have that we've talked about a few of the different podcasts is around that fear of, missing out that crucial bit of information versus balancing the less is more approach when you just said there ross about um, attracting interest i presume if you felt that something was missing when you're reviewing somebody's business plan that wouldn't lead to a flat rejection you would then go back and ask for that information
2: i would if there was enough interest and in other information that was enticing enough and, mm. and of interest it could be for example uh, You know, you can see the market opportunity, you can see the products and services that somebody is interested in promoting, but they may not have a marketing plan behind it, which you want to see. You want half a million pound investment, for example, but what are you going to spend on marketing to actually get your routes to market, get that interest from? The customers you're going to attract, and I don't think that's lacking. It's just an add-on question. There's a good, there's probably good enough templates out online. And actually, Elliot and I were talking about the work that EHE will do to try and support our entrepreneurial network. That should we be considering giving some ideas of business plans and and more of the detail? Maybe something we as a team at EHE yeah. will, will we look at? I think, Diary, that could be exciting to see. But at the end of the day, we can only give guidance because. The entrepreneur knows what's in his head, and the structure is going to be very, very key as to how does you get that across, how to you get that story across quite quickly.
0: And they're the best ones to. Essentially, they have to bring it to life, don't they, and sell, sell it to you, to you guys. Are there? Any, obviously, you've seen a lot of business plans. Have you got any examples of ones which stand out in your memory for either good or bad reasons? Obviously, we don't need to name any details, but I think it would just maybe help bring it to life a bit for people.
2: Go on, Elliot. <laughs>
1: I've seen quite a few which have been very light on detail, very, very ill thought out kind of business ideas, which are easily replicated. Blatant copies of what other people are doing and probably have been taken from a template on the Internet. Because you can find on the Internet if you Google business Mm. plans for a certain sector, but you can get business plans to a certain degree, which are written kind of 90% of it is there. And it's quite obvious when you read that, that it's just standard narrative and that the actual people have not put any of their own effort in and it's not really any of their, their own ideas. So I think that's a, an example of the thing that I've come across and clearly that's you know, a massive negative straight straight away that people have not yeah. put the effort in. There's nothing wrong with re- using a template for guidance, but generally it does need to be your own thoughts, your own
2: thoughts and ideas and um, that go into the document. To add to that, Mary, the the... I like have had a few that have been sent through to me with another company's name on top, which is very, very embarrassing because you're, you're there having to go back and say, which business do you want me to invest in or which business do you want me to advise on? Yeah. I, I agree with, with, with Elliot. There are lots of good templates out there. It's got to be your own. You've got to own it. You've got to be able to know what are the parameters and the assumptions behind your business model that, that are the key drivers for you because a lot of the templates try to take you down one particular route. And you need to adapt those in terms of what's important for you as an entrepreneur. Yes, I have come across some some very interesting ones, some wild and wacky ones. I'm actually doing one at the moment, actually, for one of the businesses that I'm, I'm still involved in. It's a wild and wacky one because probably five years ago, it was probably quite difficult to get money from them. But the, mm. the, and it's just from banking institutions, actually, not actually investment houses. But uh, clearly, you, you've got to make sure it's, it, it looks reasonable. and and serviceable but yeah it all comes down to believing what those those parameters and what those numbers are saying to you and and then and conveying exactly as Eddie said earlier on making sure the rest of the team around you know exactly what you're doing and and the message is 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 consistent uh, and everyone's bought in
0: my final question really was just and and maybe we've just covered some of it, but do you have any advice for anybody that's just starting out with a business plan or just starting to think about getting theirs in front of an investor network? We've talked about being realistic, show some contingency, keep it succinct. Elliot likes appendices and bullet points. Is there anything else you think, any kind of bits of advice or things to remember for people before they start sending them in? I
1: think the main thing I like to see is that people have have done the homework, they've crafted a story, the business that they're looking to start or they're already operating has actually got to you know a relevant purpose they are solving a, a, a problem and that is out there and they've got you know a good, a good usp there's lots of resources on the internet that you can find these days so it's not like kind of the old days pre-internet where it was probably a lot harder to get any guidance on putting a business plan together lots of websites that do give very good guidance And we ourselves, as Ross mentioned earlier, um, are going to put an EHE document together Mm -hmm. for some members of our community that they can refer to. And and clearly, we are more than happy to obviously oversee business plans that we we are sent in and obviously
2: give guidance from our
1: side as well.
2: I think I would echo exactly why... I'm passionate about EHE and being involved with EHE is very much around this community thing, which we're going to build in the future, which is when an entrepreneur is starting out and has got a great idea or has got a great opportunity pre internet, it's a very lonely world. It's like, well, who do you speak to? And I think what we're building is going to be really exciting in terms of, you know, where that community can actually help people. They can tell where things have gone wrong or where things they need to be focused on. and And that's the whole essence of what we're trying to offer here. There's a, a unique difference to everyone else and clearly I think that's what will be exciting for our entrepreneurs in terms of tapping into that.
0: And then I suppose it feels the right time to mention you know if anybody is submitting a business plan or wants some help and advice or would like us to have a look at it you can go on to the ehe website which is ehe capital forward slash apply and you can send your details in there and ross and elliot you're both on linkedin as well aren't you so we'll make sure that we link your profiles into the text of this podcast as well but that was it for me i went through all my questions thank you very much i learned a lot about it as well is there anything either of you want to say before we we finish for today
2: no nothing for me Nari. thank you very much That's brilliant. brilliant
0: thank you ross thank you elliot
2: thank you Nari thank you ross
0: Take care. Bye bye. No.
2: Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs Together. Visit the EHE Capital website, ehe.capital, for further insights and to join the EHE community.